magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Show. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 556. They had the episode number ready that time. I didn't have to look it up. It's called Being Prepared. Check out. Hey, you got your mini, not mini. Miu Mini Plus, baby. Uh, so, now that it's finally in your hands, what's all the fuss about? It's a really good size. I mean, I think this is um, uh, maybe the best size. Uh, where the fuck is my RG351V? You uh, threw it in the garbage? God, I had that. You throw it immediately in the garbage when you got your menu? No, my problem is the my organization method is stacking things on top of mm-hmm. other things. I see that. Yeah. Uh, I have it right here, actually found it um so it's kind of just a the, as far as like the spacing of the actual um like d-pad and buttons and stuff it's it's mm-hmm. kind of very similar to the rg351v but you just kind of like lose a lot of the bulk i guess but also mm-hmm. but have the kind of the same screen size almost it looks like Mm-hmm. Pretty similar, anyway. The Miu's are awesome for being like almost edgeless screens. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the last one was really like that too, and it always just felt like you just have this giant, gro- gorgeous-looking screen hunkered on top of like a little control panel. Yeah, and uh, and no bezels or anything like. I mean, there's bezels, but it's very tiny. So, so now yeah, they do a really good job with space efficiency. I would say the the difference between the mini and the. Uh analog pocket is pretty significant though as far as although i don't know i guess it's pretty similar i don't know i mean all all these things are i guess it depends what you want to do with it right like the Mm -hmm. i think the throw it in your pocket and not worry too much about it nature of the miu devices is hard to beat no because like analog pocket was expensive i keep it in this stupid Mm -hmm. case which was also Mm -hmm. expensive Um, (laughs) uses cartridges which are extremely expensive uh whereas this thing if you bought it not on amazon and through like keep retro or something was what 60 bucks 70 bucks something like that which 70 which is the price i mean the price I of take the... care of my stuff anyway, but I agree with you. Where if you just accidentally drop it, pulling it out of your pocket or something, you're pretty bummed if that's your analog pocket. And if it's your right. menu, you're like, oh man, well, whatever. I guess I can only get another one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, not to you know trivialize the seventy dollar price point or anything, but I mean, it is you know compared to other things that you can get in this arena, it's like right. kind of disposable comparatively in a way. You know, like. Yeah. Well, before I realized that the actual Miu Mini was a priceless artifact that 
can no longer be replaced. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> I, I treated this thing like it was a hockey puck, you know, it was oh, like yeah. 50 Let bucks. Kids play just, with it, they would drop it. And yeah. Yeah. Throw it, throw it in my pocket, not care at all mm -hmm. about it. Um, yeah. And it was like kind of liberating in a way to have something like that, you know, because I'm so used to like, like the way I treat my phone, you know, like I always mm -hmm. have my phone in a case. I'm mm -hmm. very careful to only have my phone in the pocket that I keep my phone in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, like, like anyone with a smartphone, right? I mean, they're expensive, mm -hmm. uh, to replace expensive to repair and everything else. And it's just like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, what's interesting about these, these things is it's taken me back to kind of like the days of, uh, like the inexpensive iPods, you know, like, so for instance, like, you know, back in the day I had my, I don't even remember what iteration of ipod it was but you know the one that holds like a ton of songs right and was like mm -hmm. i don't know three or four hundred bucks or whatever it costs you know like a, a lot mm -hmm. of money right and you were i was mm -hmm. always worried about that thing because it was like mm -hmm. you know i had it in my i don't know when they started coming out like in my 20s or something where like 300 bucks was mm -hmm. like fuck this is a lot of money for oh me. yeah oh yeah and i need to really take care of this thing and then like the ipod shuffle came out and it was like oh cool mm -hmm. i can use the same ecosystem yeah. But this thing is 50 bucks or whatever, and I can like not really worry about it to the same extent. Like, I can just wrap my headphones around it, throw it in my gym bag kind of thing without. Oh. And, and that's that's kind of where like the these Mew devices sort of exist for me in this world of Steam decks and, you know, other yeah. things. That well, are speaking really of, I, I miss iPods were very tough, too, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they could break, but they were like pretty beefy. And um, I wish. I wish iPhones would go back to that. I wish they were like an inch thick oh, and yeah. just felt like hefty and just good uh, instead of like fragile little breakable things. Yeah. But um, the good old yeah, days. Yeah. I mean, God, I had a um, eventually had an iPod mini that I uh, upgraded from my shuffle to. And that thing, it looked like it survived two world wars. It was so beat up. Mm -hmm. It still, it still worked perfectly, you know, like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. That so, was before the obsession to make everything made of glass, though, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of phones being expensive and stuff, I've not been a case person since, I guess, the iPhone 5S uh -oh. or something like that. And that was the last. The only reason I had a case then was because of our Touch Arcade branded case. where this is going. So anyway, go out uh, for an excursion on Sunday um went to watch uh the king's game the king got eliminated from the playoffs it was a bummer but uh went to um my buddy's skate shop and watched it there for a while and then um biked back to his house and biked to somewhere else to go get lunch and whatever out and about biking it was nice weather for once it was just awesome fun time and then um on my bike i have a little drink cup holder thing that also has like a side netting mesh pocket phone holder or whatever you want to put in it. Okay. I usually put my phone sure. in it because it's kind of that size, um, which has always been fine for me. Never been a problem. Well, for whatever reason, on this day, my phone decided to jump out of that pocket while I was riding my bike. Uh-oh. I just hear the noise on the cement behind me uh -oh. and I stop and I'm like, oh, really? Um, I don't rock a case or anything like that, just naked. Uh, landed on the cement with some authority. Nothing broke. Oh, come on. Intact. Look, Jared, front and you're, back intact. You're playing with fire. You've been playing with fire for too so, long. You need to be humbled. 
<laughs> so what you can see, I I got damage, right? Sure, can you see sure. that? Yeah. Those scrapes, which um it doesn't make me thrilled because this thing is so nice when it's not has gashes in it and stuff. And these are the worst part is that it's like right where I hold my phone. So yeah. every time I pull it out and do something, I feel this sharp little edge. And I actually did try to file it down. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get like um, just some fine sandpaper and go. I was going to do that and maybe corner, like, you know, you know, paint over it a little bit or something. Just so I don't, but it's I also I don't know. It's fine. I'm getting used to it now. But the first couple of days, I also think it's kind of wearing down on its own. The first couple of days, it was it was like sharp. And I was like, oh, oh. so every time I did anything, it was like, ow. Yeah, anyway, I would I, I would buy like a, a sheet of like I don't even know like thousand grit sandpaper or something like like really mm -hmm. fine sandpaper and just just sit there for a while because that yeah. would drive me nuts to have like a sharp spot on my phone. But yeah, it's right where I put my fingers. Uh oh, uh oh, dogs going nuts. Uh -oh. um, but anyway, it it made me think of something. Um, it was actually on Daring Fireball where Gruber was talking about cases for some reason or another, and he's like, I never rock a case except. Sometimes I do like if I know I'm going out and doing something or I'm going on a vacation or going in some sort of situation, he'll, he'll pop a case on. Oh, and I've yeah. sort of like never thought about that. I've just never wanted a case <laughs> at all. But I'm like, you know, if I was no. going bike riding all day and knew that it wouldn't be the worst idea to throw it in a case just for that reason. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm just using my phone around my house. This to me seems like one of those things where it's like the statistic where they say like, uh, some extremely high percentage of traffic accidents occur within like a half mile of your house or something goofy like that, you know? Um, yeah. Because, because yeah, I mean, I drop, I drop my fucking phone at home all the time. I mean, I was out cutting the grass and it just fell out of my pocket and I uh, didn't even realize it until like my headphones started breaking up and I was like, Oh, what's going on with these? And I was like, you didn't mow over it. Of course. No, I did, but it didn't, <laughs> it was, it was fine. I mean, I like, didn't, um, Cause yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, mowing around and I was like, this is really weird. Like these keep cutting out and then going back in, cutting out, going back in. But it was cause I was like going back and forth and getting right. like just barely outside of the range of it. <laughs> uh, so now I've got a couple like weird nicks on my case, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But well, I, f I, d I do feel humbled and lucky that I didn't break the screen or something like that. And I, I have oh, yet boy. to have to break a screen on an iPhone ever since day one. So that's. Uh, I'm fortunate in that sense, but I do take care of my things and little things like these, these scuffs bother me. Um, but I don't know, new phones this year, I'll probably get one. So big deal, but it did make me think like I should have a case around just to throw it in. If I feel like I'm going to go live dangerously, a, a weekend case. Yeah. Yeah. Just go uh, buy one of the know. Apple silicone ones. They're nice. Yeah. Aren't those like $50 or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're also I that's the problem. Like I, I don't know what it is about um I feel like, you know, through owning a million different iPhones now, I've mm -hmm. bought a ton of different cases because like I'm always I feel like I'm always making the comments of like, man, it sucks that like no one makes a nicer case than Apple because like they're so expensive and it's irritating mm -hmm. to pay. Mm -hmm. God, I mean, I think their leather ones are like 60 or 70 bucks i mean it was like something like i don't that, remember yeah. how much they were but it was like every time i buy one i'm like fuck i can't believe how expensive these are yeah but um no one else makes a case that's even close to it you know it's like yeah. I, i've tried a bunch of them you know friends of mine have been like oh no you, these this is way better than the apple case and it's like okay well mm -hmm. it better usually means twice as thick or mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. buttons on it feel weird or mm -hmm. 
you know, yeah. other stuff like that. And just like that, that is one thing that like the Apple cases nail is they're like very mm -hmm, form fitting mm -hmm. of the phone and the buttons always have a good feel to them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so it's, I it's know. also frustrating that, um, iPhones come out and they're like so ever so slightly mm -hmm. different than last generation that your case doesn't fit or something like that. And it's like, come on, man, I have this leather case that's like made to last forever, but I can only use it on this one year of phone. But I guess most people aren't buying new phones every year like we are or whatever. Okay, Actually, so 60 bucks off for the for a leather. Yeah, for a leather. I mean, it's case. not that bad if it's actual leather and stuff like that's not too crazy. Really, the, the silicone ones are 49, which. See, that seems insane to me. The clear one, like to, to me, what is crazy is the clear one for 50 bucks because you can yeah. buy like a, a mall kiosk free or right. clear case for like five dollars, you know, yeah. and it's like other than the buttons, the build quality is not that different. Yeah, <laughs> one of the, I scuff the camera circles, too. Oh, no. Doesn't affect photos, but uh. <laughs> bothers me so anyway i'm i will probably pick up a cheapy case just to have for when i ride my bike i guess i used to, on my old bike the one that got stolen out of my backyard i had like a bike mount or a phone mount on the handlebars that was okay but i don't really trust those either i actually had my phone fall out of one of those yeah, i don't know too. why you wouldn't just keep it in your pocket the, uh, both of these things seem really strange to me i don't like anything in my pocket when i'm riding my bike but hmm. um I don't know this little and, and also this little um mesh pocket side pocket on my cup holder has always been fine like the phone actually you have to like press it down firmly into it because it's like a stretchy tight fit I never thought it would just bob on out well I don't know man sounds I like need you one of those yourself. lanyard lanyard yeah. case you got my real, phone around my neck real problem on your hands now you need like a uh like the uh, chest strap that He-Man wears, except I in do, the center, <laughs> you need like a holder for your phone. They make those for like, um, you know, like heart uh, monitors or whatever, yeah. like the chest strap for a heart monitor, but for your phone. <laughs> like a, a front, uh, like a baby Bjorn for your phone. I like that idea, actually. Uh, maybe maybe you can just take an existing baby Bjorn you have and modify it and just swaddle your okay. iPhone yeah. while you ride the bike. Yeah, that's a great idea actually um I so no tomorrow guy. i you are an ideas guy uh tomorrow well tomorrow for me we're gonna fly to orlando you leave sunday morning right yeah i have a 7 a.m flight i was just talking to Lindsay about it. i have no fucking idea what i was thinking booking that Why? 7 a.m flight means i need to leave our house here at like get there at like five uh i don't I, well i don't know like so our airport's really small because we're a small regional airport right but like mm -hmm. the the thing that always really freaks me out about flying here is that mm -hmm. um, unlike Chicago, I mean, you know, Chicago, I, so for one, I've never missed a flight, knock on wood. So this isn't really mm -hmm. even an issue, but like mm -hmm. you know, when you're flying out of a major airport like O'Hare, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like, oh, shit, you missed your flight to other big city. Like that sucks. You can be standby on the next flight that leaves in 45 minutes kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, whereas like the knoxville airport flights it's like oh you you missed the flight to florida today so come back See, tomorrow. maybe tomorrow you can get it yeah <laughs> maybe tomorrow but uh but they don't fly all routes all day so like um <laughs> we have this uh i think the big ones do like delta and stuff but like we've got mm -hmm. um this new budget airline that i've never heard of before called allegiant 
and they only fly i think like monday wednesday friday or something like that so hmm. or it's hmm. not it, whatever it is not every day so if you miss one yeah. of those you'd be like ultra screwed fans, you know so interesting i'm just paranoid about well i'll travel. see you in the middle of next week i guess yeah better not well you could i mean you could you if you've missed a flight and it was like you couldn't get one until the next day or something like that would you just drive because it's not that crazy of a drive right uh, i mean it would be an all-day le- drive less than 12 hours yeah it'd be like six or eight six hour, hour drive, drive something like that which not too bad man it's not too yeah, bad but, uh, i just like uh, it's hard to imagine me being in a headspace uh, getting up at like 4 30 in the morning to go to the airport miss my Missing flight fly, through some insane and then traffic situation be right like, well fuck hours. it i guess i'm just driving <laughs> <laughs> well you could be me that was like I'll fly out Saturday night and fly overnight and get there earlier on Sunday morning, even though there's zero point to me getting there earlier. Cause I could have, t- I, I was sort of in the same boat where it was like, um, okay, I can fly out at seven or whatever, but I'd have yeah. to get there at five and then I'd have to have a ride there. And I think we talked about this last time where it's like, I'm not super relying on like an Uber or a Lyft to be around at like four in the morning if I need it. Yeah. And, um, or, or if they are around, how long take? Probably, you know. but. And so, um, yeah, I was just like, and I can't get Pam up to drive me with, because the kids, you know, you can't oh, get yeah, the kids out of bed, and, you know, whatever. So to me, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, a midnight flight, get there by 10. That's a pretty normal time to get a lift or it, it looks like her parents will be in town by then so that she can actually just drive me. But um I don't know, it just made more sense. But the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, we'll fly. the flight takes off at midnight goes to chicago then i have like a little over an hour layover at chicago and then at like four in the morning i fly to florida to get there at 11 a.m or whatever and it's like we can't check into our thing until 4 (laughs) p.m so it's like i could have done like a 7 a.m morning flight and got there at like 5 p.m florida time or something like that and that probably would have made a lot more sense but too late now oh made my bed can you sleep on a plane because i can't sometimes not typically i'm banking on being able to but um i don't know we'll see but the the sucky thing is even if i do fall asleep it's like halfway through a normal sleep cycle they're gonna be like oh we're in chicago all right go find your next gate and do that whole dance yeah yeah, and then uh get back on a plane for three more hours yeah, I've tried several different strategies for like sleeping on a plane for these like different goofy red eye flights. And like, I think the the one that seemed like the best idea that turned out to be the worst idea was I was mm-hmm. like, OK, well, I'm just going to uh, get up like extremely early the day I have to fly. So like by the time mm-hmm. I'm like on the airplane and ready to go, mm-hmm. I am just I will be so exhausted that I cannot not sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, mm-hmm. like, the problem with that seemed to be was, like, I had just had, like, so much sleep debt from, like, from that, that <laughs> then when I wasn't really able to sleep on the plane, I was, like, extra awful. Extra screwed. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I don't um, even know. But yeah. I, I have a real hard time uh, falling asleep sitting up because I feel like I, mm-hmm. I'm always doing the thing where it's, like, I can never get my neck comfortable. And then, like, mm-hmm. when I do fall asleep, it's, like, I lean forward abruptly and then wake myself mm-hmm. up. And yeah. I feel like I yeah, bought I, every iteration of travel pillow too, including the one yeah. that like uh, goes on the table in front of you and is like a wedge. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the seat pitch or whatever you call the spacing between the seats is so narrow now that like 
even when you try to use that, it's like you're you can't like you can't mm -hmm. scoot your butt back enough to yeah lean over in a comfortable way on that thing. So yeah. it just like totally doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I really thought after COVID, when all the airlines were just like shitting themselves, um, that it was gonna bring some sort of like sea change to the industry where it was like, okay. We got to stop packing them in like sardines. We got to have yeah, like, you know, way no. more amenities for people because nobody's flying anymore. And um, that none of that happened. But you, you see those like uh, international flights, like I guess like, I don't know, some of the nicer companies, but where the seats fold all the way down into like lay down, like horizontal. And you can just do that and like sleep the whole time if you want. Yeah. Which I feel like would be awesome, but. Well, so United did rejigger the layout of some of their commuter jets, but I think mm -hmm. it was more of a just a necessity of like uh, a lot of people that take these commuter jets have carry on luggage and they were just getting mm -hmm. in the situation. And I experienced this before, like, because when you when you used to when I used to fly from Chicago to New York, you were in one of those super little tiny jets, right? That mm -hmm. people basically just like take to commute more yeah. or less. Yeah. And there's no overhead space because of right. the way that those planes are arranged. So mm -hmm. what they do is they just end up fucking like needing to deal with gate checking everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that they eventually came up with the math of like, man, we are spending so much time and energy mm -hmm. doing this gate checking shit that like if we just got rid of six seats and put like the it's like I don't remember what they call it, like the the luggage closet or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like on a train, uh, basically. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Exactly like that. Like so so these these have this now that kind of separates. So you walk in and there's like, I don't know, the four first class seats, and there's like the luggage closet. And then mm -hmm. there's like normal seats after that. So it did reduce the amount of people on the plane, but I, I, I can't help, but just think that it was just an overall profitability thing of like how much yeah. time they were wasting at gates, probably not having yeah. a place for people to put normal sized luggage, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel, um, I think this is more an American issue because it doesn't seem to be that way when you fly in other countries, but, um, our allowance for carry on is like insane <laughs> and like all every time i fly it never fails that i see somebody with this suitcase where i'm like there's no way they're gonna let them on with that and then they get on and they jam that thing in the overhead mm -hmm. and i'm like that is not at all within the little specs or anything like that and i'm a carry-on flyer when i can be which is backpack duffel bag not a huge duffel bag just enough to jam some clothes in and uh backpack with all the other essentials and uh it's always been fine for me but i feel like i'm what what am i being courteous for with not why don't i bring a bigger bag yeah <laughs> so i have been in situations where you go somewhere and then you buy a bunch of stuff and then you're like okay how do i get this stuff home um but anyway yeah i i wish they were more brutal on people carrying these crazy large carry-on bags yeah i don't know it, it's the whole thing sucks i wish flying was a better experience and yeah. It, what especially sucks now is like how expensive flights are. I mean, like, oh god, I yeah. end up having uh, a bunch of travel credit from like a, a whole ton of flights I had booked during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, this flight from Knoxville to Orlando is costing me like eight hundred bucks. That's insane. Which is just like, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just a small regional airport thing or whatever. But like, man, I remember being able to fly from Chicago to like all these like popular tourist locations like Vegas, Orlando, you name it for mm -hmm. like a hundred bucks or less sometimes. That's if you how, didn't mind uh... flying at a dumb a dumb time, you know, like if you didn't mind mm -hmm. going at like Tuesday afternoon or something stupid like that, right. you know. Yeah, Southwest for years was like that because they have so many small flights within like the West Coast and stuff, and 
it was like, oh, you want to fly to LA just for the day? Mm -hmm. It was like a hundred bucks round trip or something, you know, which makes it like worth it instead of spending all day driving back and forth. But uh, I don't know what happened to all that. My, I think my flight was around 500 round trip for this Florida thing, which is honestly not that bad. But I think part of it was because I picked the midnight, the midnight rendezvous. Oh, well, that was, uh, that was the other thing. Like I, I purposefully kind of chose flights that got me there at a reasonable time and left at a reasonable time. If I wanted to take the shittiest flight on earth, it would have been you like half as much. 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not too close for 400, but still. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, uh, all next week we're going to be in Florida doing who knows what work related things, except for you who doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> so you'll just be off on your, well, I guess you'll be doing your job. Yeah. I got a lot of shit to do, but we're all going to be working remotely from the same house. It'll yeah. be like the real world, but, um, we should have fixed cameras everywhere. Whoever hosts oh. this Airbnb probably has cameras installed already. Probably. All those people do. Probably. Um, but yeah, I, uh, the more I'm learning about this place we're staying too. originally, like looking at the listing and stuff, it looks like, okay, this giant neighborhood that was built with these giant houses strictly to be rented out to families coming for Disney. Like that's mm -hmm. kind of seemed like the deal, but now you're seeing that there's like a whole central like resort <laughs> to the actual neighborhood of houses that has like a huge, like uh water park and lazy river and like all this stuff going on, a huge gym clubhouse, like all this stuff where you're like, what the hell like do people just come here just to go to this and not even go to disney or like yeah, i don't know it just seems well, i didn't, I wasn't expecting that i mean the, the the value of those different homes in that community are so high though that it probably is no problem for them to support a homeowner association that costs a few thousand yeah. dollars a year to maintain an enormous pool and stuff i mean yeah i don't know anyway just... i i i'm not quite sure what to expect when we get there but um you know it looks pretty cool We'll have to yeah. take, uh, we'll do some live streaming podcasts or something from there. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Just happy to, happy to hang out with the, the gang, the gang, getting the gang back together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is kind of wild. It's been four years almost, um, since we've all done anything four years for me with Mac rumors people. And then four years, I think in September, since me and you got together for something, yeah. Um, which that's just I don't even understand how the time has flown. Yeah, I have no no concept of time either. So whatever. So whatever. Um, whatever. What can you do? I we probably need to keep this one a little shorter today. I don't even know when we started, but um I did have some news stories we could talk about if you wanted. Yeah. Unless you have anything else to talk about? No, I'm just looking at a giant stack of laundry that I need to figure out what I'm going to bring and, you know, all that fun stuff. And I sure also need to do laundry and then I may need to make a bunch of dog food because he's about to run out. I'm the only one that knows how to make the dog food. Oh, you and guys do the, the homemade dog food bullshit too? Yeah. God. Well, I it's insane in because, huh? I live in hell with this kind of dog stuff. Well, no, it's not even like... <clears throat> It's it's more than anything a cost thing because I can make like a month's worth of food for less than 20 bucks. And really? so when we were buying him um canned foods for a while, it was like hands were like expensive unless you're buying like the real bottom of the barrel stuff. Um so it's actually worked out really well. I got my system dialed in to I can do the whole thing in the instant pot, only takes a few hours. I freeze it all, and then we have a month's worth of of 
good food for them that we blend in with just some um, dry kibble. So the funny part is like, so we do, we do the farmer's dog thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that what you guys do? Or do you just do a home? No, I make, I just make it from stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Lindsay is wound up about like the vitamin dust that she buys from these people, but like, um, (laughs) but the, our fucking dogs are so spoiled that like, they won't eat. Like if you make it a big batch and freeze it, they won't eat the frozen really (laughs) it needs to be like reasonably fresh otherwise they won't eat it i'm like this is crazy man we need to we take these dogs to the pound and have them do like a scared straight program on them they should have that yeah here's your gruel yeah yeah because you can donate uh donate a hundred dollars or or per dog or whatever to your local (laughs) animal shelter and they'll give them the pound experience for 24 hours (laughs) that's such a good idea um yeah. back and be like yeah we'll eat, we'll eat frozen it. food no big deal <laughs> um but yeah it's a it's it's crazy when i did the cost cost analysis of this whole thing because i was like oh my god because i buy uh the chicken i buy i buy the drumsticks from costco and you get like i don't know how many there are there's a like a ton for like 10 bucks a ton for like 10 bucks yeah and then um all you do is is i'll cook it in the instant pot and then shred it from the bone which is like the only real labor intensive part of this whole thing. But like compared to even thighs or if I bought chicken breast for sure, it'd be like almost triple that price for the same amount of chicken breast. Um, So to me, it's like, whatever, I'll spend 15 minutes pulling chicken off the bone for this. But it's just insane to me how cheap drumsticks are. So Yeah. Uh, what, was I, what was I talking about before we started talking about dog food? <clears throat> uh, hopefully... Um, Hopefully somebody oh. with um uh this this week is themed on Star Wars, I guess, across because it's yeah May the fourth. Yeah. Uh so all kinds dumb of holiday. I'm just gonna say it, it's a dumb holiday. Star Wars stuff going on. Star yeah. Wars games on sale, Star yeah. Wars uh uh costumes being worn to Walmart. Something I saw <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I Super don't care about this. Uh, partly because it's the anniversary of a horrible event in my life, but also because I feel like it's a real stretch to make May the 4th be a May the Force pun. I don't know. It is. It, I mean, as far it, as made up holidays are concerned, I feel like this one's fine. I could be worse, I guess. Um, I'm also not like a... I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a Star Wars nut or anything. So maybe... Maybe that's why it aggravates me too. But are you just you just gonna be indifferent when we go to Star Wars land? Yeah, I have zero care about that at all. Okay. Gonna... Not gonna drink the blue milk. I mean, I'll 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 do things while we're there. I mean, I'll do stuff. I'm not gonna be like, you're gonna go for that the the black kyber crystal or whatever. Right? Oh, I was just joking. I'm definitely <laughs> you'll not. be buying a million blind boxes trying no, to get the kyber I will, crystal. I will not. Um, um but yeah no if you're into star wars stuff although i don't know who the fuck doesn't own knights of the old republic at this point i was gonna like, say, yeah why well, um somebody i'm sure but yeah it's on well, sale on like every platform yeah um i think i don't know if it's through fanatical or just through steam itself but there was a big star wars bundle that had like a lot of stuff in it that was really cheap but i had i have like 90 percent of it um, yeah i um that's that's exactly my problem with these things yeah. Um, do you 
have any interest in the new um Star Wars game, Jedi Survivor, I think it's called. Is that it one? looks cool? Um mm. I uh I don't know. Like so here's here's actually something that's that's kind of interesting that I've been talking about with um both friends of mine and people I work with is that like um these games now, like it seems like so many AAA games are coming out so like janky. And it seems mm-hmm. like the more high profile it is, like mm-hmm. the jankier it is. Like this yeah. Redfall game, for instance, that um yeah. Wait, it it is it out now or coming out next week or I don't I remember. I think when it's that. out. I'm pretty okay. sure it came out this week. But the reviews like so so if you if you missed what Redfall was, um is it is it an Xbox exclusive or is it just uh I don't remember uh, what platforms it's on. I believe PC, so. PC console. It's or maybe... arcane. It's like arcane's latest game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but you know, a, a four-player uh, co-op kind of like um, you know, player versus environment. I don't know if there's any PvP stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is, but there might be. Um, which you know, it, 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 on in trailers look really cool. I mean, like you know, I'm always right. looking for um, you know, stuff to just kind of like chill out and play with friends you know that isn't mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. super intense like warzone or league of legends or uh anything else so you know it's definitely on my radar right but it's um right. the reviews hit it's always a bad sign when the review embargo is like 10 minutes before the game comes out right, right. um <laughs> and i don't i don't i don't know exactly what the uh interval was between these but it was short you know short enough to mm-hmm. be like mm, seems problematic mm-hmm. um and so the the game is getting like four out of ten from GameSpot. Like yeah. you know, these these different outlets that like typically just like rate everything about an eight out of ten. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like the spectrum is like a seven out of ten is extremely right. bad to a nine out of ten is extremely good kind of thing. Right. You know? Right. Right. So to see like fours and fives coming out of like these big uh yeah. outlets is is kind of shocking. Like particularly yeah when you're talking a game from the makers of like fucking dishonored and uh, right. one and two and other stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's really surprising how uh, half baked it seems like this game is. And it's just like, it seems like it's just like one more example of how the best thing you can do when a new mm-hmm. game comes out. It's just like, wait, you know? Yeah. Well, the other weird thing about this is that it's Xbox and windows exclusive. So it's a Microsoft thing. Um, on Game Pass day one, right? It launched on mm-hmm. Game Pass. So like, it's not really, I would say like for the majority of those people, it's not really a sales thing, right? It's not like, oh, I spent money on this game. Like, I would guess most people are playing it through Game Pass because if you're that person that was excited for Redfall, you are an Xbox gamer, you probably have Game Pass. So it doesn't, I, I, I don't know how many people out there are like, I just spent 60 bucks on this and I'm pissed off. Um, I think it's like a big disappointing type thing, mm-hmm. but also, well, but I, I'm saying more just setting the precedent of like, I mean, you know, just, just think of how many games have come out like this, you know, maybe not to this oh, extent, yeah. you know, but like, no, it's, it's to true. where it's like something a lot of people are looking forward to. It comes out reviews hit and it's like, oh man, this needed more time in the oven, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It just like, it seems like there should be more of a vested interest across like, you know, different publishers and things like that that are making these games to like stop doing this kind of stuff you know because like the the end result of this is inevitably just going to be teaching people like hey you know if something comes out that you think looks cool 
uh you can just kind of chill for a year buy it on sale and it'll be way better right than when it came out i mean like god that is certainly the case with like cyberpunk right now right like that game got roasted when it came out and it's been on sale for i think as cheap as 20 bucks maybe maybe less than that maybe yeah and and, but now it's like it's a good game i mean they they Mm -hmm. fixed you know most if not all of the problems and it's uh a really cool rpg you right. know and it's yeah. like and, and if you would have been the kind of person that like pre-ordered this game on day one or you know way mm-hmm. before it came out like tried to play on day one like you were actively punished for that almost you know yeah. well it's funny to watch some of the i i haven't looked too deeply into it but i've watched a lot of the clips of like the bugs and stuff in this game and just like the general like jank of it and it's kind of like not good graphics and stuff like that and so this game was delayed a year and so um you think like, what were they doing in that year, that extra year? And then what, who like was like, let's release this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there has to be a certain point where you're like, we're either delaying it in, in, you know, until it's good or we're canceling it or whatever. But like releasing it seems like does more damage. Well, than yeah. And when the reception's it, this bad and somebody had to know it was going to be this bad. Well, I know because, you know, like a lot of the stuff that people are pointing out, I mean, like the, the amount of memes I've seen of just like mm. objectively like unfinished art and stuff like this yeah, is nuts is kind of uh, kind of shocking. Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't know. It's. It's weird. Well, anyway, this new Star Wars game apparently was pretty buggy, too, but um, I don't think quite to the extent of Redfall. And I think. Um, the difference here is that it seems like it's a good game despite the bugs. And it's definitely something that's like, we'll get fixed and stuff, but it is disappointing to see things launch and just be so crappy and buggy on launch day. And then it's like, okay, well maybe a month or two from now I can play this on PC without, you know, it's an acceptable frame rate or whatever. Like, um, but I, I actually have the, the previous game fallen order i've yet to play that and i've heard nothing but good things about that and so i feel like for me i'm gonna get around to that one first before i ever play this new one anyway so probably by the time i get around to it it'll be all fixed up and stuff um, uh, yeah did you play this first one fallen order uh i played a little bit of it it was mm. it was cool but it was just like um I think I had just played through Uncharted or something mm. and um, very samey, which is yeah. which is fine. You know, that's that's right, really right, cool. Right. You know, like the action adventure RPG yes. uh, with big set pieces. Yeah. Genre is really cool. But I I don't know. It just um, I kind of lost interest in it pretty quickly because of how samey. And you were just kind of burn out on that yeah. style. I, I get just, like that. You know, just like burnt out on the style of game where it's like, okay, we're in a new room. I need to look for like the orange colored rope that I can climb kind of thing, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, which I don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. It was it, for what I played was really cool. And uh, I have been meaning to go back to it now that I mm-hmm. don't have, I don't know. It's not, it's not that the game was bad. It was just, I just had fatigue of that wrong place, particular wrong genre, you know, like, right. Right. I don't know. I Maybe I'm a weirdo, but well, I'm pretty sure it works well on the Steam Deck. So I feel like that's a good I next time I want to jump into a, a big game. I think it'll be that 
Um, I, I might have. I may have it on my Steam, but I don't remember. But yeah, it's cool though. You know that the, a lot of these yeah. Star Wars games are really good. Yeah, I uh, um, I think last time we recorded, I talked about um, we were talking about Tears of the Kingdom, and um, I was like, oh, I'm, I've been planning on going back to Breath of the Wild, and but I probably won't. And if I don't even bother doing that, I'm probably not going to bother buying this new game. Well, I went back to Breath of the Wild, and uh, I've started a new game, <laughs> which uh, you only get one save slot. Like, you get a bunch of auto-save slots, but then you have one manual save slot, as far as I can tell, unless I'm seeing something stupid. And I actually overwrote... I started a new game because I wanted to just start fresh, but I didn't want to get rid of my old, like, 300-hour save. I saved over it somehow. It's gone. So I'm like, oh, man, that's a little disappointing, but also, whatever. But anyway... I fired it up and um, man, I forgot a lot about that game. And um, once it gets going, like it, it got its hooks back in me all over again. And I was like, I'm having such a good time playing through it again. I don't think I'll have time to play through it all the way before the new one comes out. And I also don't think I want to for what you just said. I was like, Oh, cool. I'll just play through the main story. I won't like go nuts, like exploring or anything like that. I just want to hit the the major beats or whatever. But that's a pretty time consuming deal. And um, then by the time, say I do beat it before the new one comes out, I'm going to be like fatigued on that and be like, you, you know, so I did start a new game and I've, I've, I've pressed forward, you know, I'm, I'm playing through the mission stuff, but I'm not like dying to finish it or anything like that. I'm not planning on finishing it. And my, old save is gone so i feel like i'm just gonna let this one go and when the new game comes out then i can focus more on like okay i want to have like a save where i collect everything and do everything or whatever yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but i don't want to burn myself out but now just getting sucked back into the old game and it's 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 still so good i think it's my favorite game of all time did you um, uh did you watch any of the videos of people that so that the, the, you realize the sequel like leaked right like i don't i don't know if, where it came from or like the the ROM. i saw something about that and i haven't watched anything about it oh okay yeah whatever you call a switch is, is a switch game a rom i don't know if that's the right i, I don't know <laughs> image i don't know what you call it, the game file the, the game file i guess yeah um and i i kind of got pulled into watching um and it was kind of it was interesting from like two uh two different uh aspects because it was like mm -hmm. um it it leaked and all these twitch streams were popping up but mm -hmm. it was like you had to like jump on them quick because you could tell someone at twitch was like probably had uh, a directive from nintendo or whatever to to ban these people like immediately you know so there mm -hmm. was like this like aspect of it where it was like exciting to watch almost because it was like yeah. you you could tell there was this like very active like cat and mouse game going on <laughs> so like someone would yeah. post like a new link to a new stream on reddit and you could watch it for yeah. like five minutes and then because we get banned and, and then you know that would just repeat right <laughs> yeah um but man i am i'm really excited for for this game um that's good to hear because i know last time you were sort of like bummed because you're like man i don't know if i really want to buy a brand new game and play it on a system this old especially oh, I, already have how... a, I already have it preloaded so oh do you we're, we're good yeah oh that's a thing i should probably do that too because i i felt similar and i think i was just very much like i mean i'll probably end up buying it because i always buy the new thing but like also if i didn't i don't think i would care um and now after dipping back into breath of the wild i'm like unreasonably excited for the new zelda which i like feeling that way I, mm -hmm. i'd rather be excited and like looking forward to this thing than being like oh yeah i guess whatever 
Yeah, I don't know. Thinking. I I like had this epiphany where um I just decided, you know what? I'm I'm willing to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt on this one because mm-hmm. like my my concern with it um from before was like fuck, dude, this hardware is like you know, mm-hmm. what, six years old and when it came out, mm-hmm. it was already old hardware and everything else. Yeah. But like uh, Nintendo is extremely good at pushing their hardware to its like absolute limit, right? Right. <laughs> and a lot of times in console cycles, it's like the last big first party game is the game that like fully realizes the potential of that system, right? Very true. And like yeah. how many times has that happened across like how many mm-hmm. different games and how many different systems and stuff? So I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm just gonna give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt and be like, hey, this is the this is the magnum opus of the Switch. Like yeah. we probably are gonna get a new Switch, but this is gonna be the game that's like, yeah, here, here is us with you know six plus years of experience building software for this thing pushing it to its like absolute maximum yeah yeah and i don't know i agree and um playing breath of the wild again you realize that like it still looks really good like really really good they were very smart about picking their art style with their Mm -hmm. sort of like cel-shaded stuff or whatever because i feel like it's it's pretty timeless it's kind of like wind waker doesn't look old to me you know what i mean but if you play like twilight princess or something you're it does um and so i don't think breath of the wild will ever look bad you know because it just the art style doesn't seem like it'll it'll date itself and so i think with the new game as long as it still looks basically like that which it will um i think it'll still be a good looking game yeah and like i watched um you know, uh, before uh, the the game leaked and the the Twitch streams mm-hmm. started going up, um, I, I did watch a few of the. Um, they they gave uh, a bunch of different like IGN and stuff like that. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, it's like a bunch of these people put up like anywhere between like thirty to sixty minute long just like gameplay videos that mm-hmm. didn't show like any plot elements. It's, it's like it it seems like they like started them in the game to the point where it's like okay, you're out of the whatever setup we've got. It was just showing just kinda, their new abilities, right? Yeah, basically. it was just like, yeah. yeah, just throwing them out into the game world, more or less. So, yeah. you know, it, you didn't see any dungeons or anything else like that. It was basically just them dicking around, right? And that mm-hmm. um, that looked, that got me pretty jazzed because originally I was like, this building stuff, come on, man. Like, I'm so fucking tired of Dude, everything being be a, a builder yeah. and, you know, a uh-huh. crafting game and everything else. Right. Like, just give me like a good game that doesn't have. I agree. All these dumb systems. And then I watch those videos. But, I'm like, OK, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like um, in Breath of the Wild, it's like, it's, oh, man, it's so good. The world is so good. And like, there's so many interesting things you want to do. Like, um, I want to get across that place. But how do I do it? Like giving you more tools to be able to do that. So I feel like Breath of the Wild is pretty good at doing that for you. In, in its limited systems already. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to go do that. Can I do that? Yeah, I can figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, but now it's just going to be like, oh man, what what of a dozen different ways do I want to get up to that yeah. place? You know, and, I, I can do it. No, that was that's the thing. And, and, and you know, of these gameplay videos, you, and you should just look them up and watch them. There's actually the ones that are worth watching is um, the not the actual outlets themselves, but the YouTubers that like took everyone's mm-hmm. videos and like here's the mm-hmm. 10 coolest things that we saw mm-hmm. out of this or whatever because mm-hmm. then you yeah. can just watch a 10 minute video instead of an hour long video of someone like dicking around yeah. right but right, right, right. um yeah I- i'm just really excited to see what kind of crazy shit people discover you can do with this kind of stuff because mm-hmm. um 
a lot of what I saw was just like, basically like, oh, let me attach a fan to this platform. Oh, cool. I have a dumb little vehicle thing now, you know? Right. And, and because you remember when the first one came out, it was like, oh, neat. You have these like little spells that like freeze time or interact with the physics yeah. in weird different ways. Right. And then people were yeah. like, hey, did you know that if you like cut down a tree and like pause it mid fall and then hit it with a hammer a bunch of times that it like turns into a rocket and you can like if you <laughs> jump on the top map of it, and, yeah. yeah if you jump on top of it, you can ride it like a fucking surfboard and like yeah. you know all this other stuff that just you know it took people time to figure out but once they did it was like i can't even believe that these systems exist in this game yeah and i i'm sure that's going to be the case with this new one you know oh for sure i i my personally i personally won't find anything that clever i'm sure but i will marvel no. at what other people find yeah yeah um but yeah, I've, I've playing through this game again too. Is like um, I kind of forgot about a lot of the shrines. I I definitely buried the memory of the um, gyro controlled like puzzles oh, shrines. Yeah. Um, Those kind of sucked, I thought, but whatever. <laughs> I got stuck on a few of those that was just like driving me crazy. I hope there's not a bunch of that in this new one. But um, a lot of the shrine puzzles too, where it's like I'm pretty sure I beat a few of them where. That wasn't the intended solution, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I'm just like, cool, whatever. And my son's watching me play through this and he's really into it, uh, which is cool because he's just four. Yeah. But he's like, <clears throat> he doesn't like the combat. He doesn't like the bad guys, but he likes like the puzzles and the exploring and stuff. And um, yeah, there's a few times where I'm just like, I don't know how we got through this shrine. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, brute force so our way through, I guess. That was kind of cool about what so the, uh, Breath of the Wild has been featured on Games Done Quick a couple different times, you know, and it's it's mm, been mm -hmm. pretty wild watching the likely unintended solutions that people because what you can do with a yeah. lot of those uh, tilt based ones is kind of like what people used to do with like Super Monkey Ball, where it's like if you just abruptly turn really hard at the perfect time yeah. and like launch yeah, like, the ball put your controller or, yeah. one way, you'll, you'll just land in the exit and it's just like yeah uh there's a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff the first one i came across actually was like a um, labyrinth style puzzle where you have to go through the maze mm -hmm. tilting the ball or whatever and um and then at the end you have to sort of like like flick yourself up so the entire platform will kind of launch the ball a good ways to make it to the hole or whatever and i was getting through the maze part okay but screwing up on like the flipping and launching of the ball and it was driving me crazy because it was like it took a long time to get through the maze part. Like it'd be really slow yeah, and yeah, careful yeah, yeah. and whatever. And then you get one chance at launching and you just biff it and it was like aggravating. Yeah, no checkpointing <laughs> either, right? Like if I recall. No, yeah. yeah. It's, so um so I uh learned, I think out of just frustration, I was just messing around with the controller or whatever. Um I flipped the entire platform upside down and the other side is just a flat surface. And so you can skip doing the maze altogether if you hold the controller upside down and the ball <laughs> just drops onto this flat surface. And then I just tilted it. I, I think it was first try. I just like launched it over and it made it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what a dumb thing to leave in the game. Like the perfectly flat, smooth surface on the other Man. side. But maybe they did that on purpose because somebody might figure that out. Um, but that was the it's only possible. way I beat that. One. I would. I mean, I like. I think what instills even more confidence in this, and I don't know, maybe this is me just rationalizing spending money, which, you know, of course, maybe, but like, yeah. 
is I believe this is the first Nintendo first party game that's been $70, right? It is. Yeah. So I think that I don't know, man, like I've been a Nintendo fan all my life and they certainly have done all kinds of really dumb shit. But I just feel like the first $70 game that they put out is going to be an extreme $70 value, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, like how can I, I just like can't see them being like, all right, we're incrementing the price of our games now. And the first one we're doing it with is just this like shitty half-baked Zelda <laughs> like sequel yeah. that should have been a DLC pack kind of thing. Like I, no, they're like, going to make you forget that it was a more expensive yeah, game. Yeah, like I, I just can't imagine that happening. So yeah, no, I kind of agree. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to sell my second Miu Mini because that's the exact price of uh, New Zelda. Maybe you I can probably trade. just find like a, a plasma center and Florida and just both go donate blood or sell blood yeah. or whatever, <laughs> whatever they do. Uh, yeah, I'm actually my my original MiU is in is out for delivery right now, and um, oh. I don't know, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah, jazzed was, to yeah. see what the black one's like. How do you feel about the black one? It's good. I mean, but the that's how my first one was, you know. So they match. Right. But um, right, yeah. Actually, I I broke down and just bought an Amazon one too because I was just like so frustrated that it's taking so oh, yeah. long. I think we failed um, to mention that on the podcast. Yeah, I, I was just like so frustrated that it was taking so long, and it was like the worst thing was like getting the tracking number for the other one, and it's like in purgatory in China, basically. Yeah. Uh huh. And I'm just like, God damn it like they said that they this thing was gonna you know ship in what march first and it turned to march, april yeah. and then yeah all this stuff May. i was like man i really just want to like be able to play this thing like in the airport and on the yeah. plane and stuff and oh, just... having it in time for this trip i never thought it wouldn't come in time for both of us for this trip and mine's out for delivery but i wasn't i didn't think it was gonna make it yeah um so yeah i don't i don't know whatever we'll We'll find people buy these second ones or I was even thinking like, hang on to it. Like, who cares? You know, like put it in the drawer. It's a spare. If something yeah. happens to one of them, no, I think or I'll end up regifting. Gift. Yeah, I'm going to regift yeah. one for sure. I mean, like, it's yeah. just such a cool little present for people. I yeah. mean, like, it's like these people just like don't realize that these things exist. You know, like when I right. when I pulled my Miu Mini out places, people are like, what is that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know well it's it's tough too because there's so many bad ones that oh, if a you look percent. on like amazon it's like oh 30 this thing says it has thousands of games that looks really cool and it's like the grossest jankiest thing ever mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like knowing hey this thing is good a good kit and it's like good software and it's like you know um easy to use and stuff like that like don't buy one of those junky 30 dollars ones like right 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 you know, spend the money to get this thing that's actually worth it well and there's there's uh you know the second step of just like knowing where to look to like find like here's how you put the good firmware on it like here's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like it that makes the experience like a million times better and uh because that certainly was the case i don't remember which one of these things maybe the rg351v i don't remember the stock firmware was just like pretty janky Right. But yeah. when you use the uh, like Arc OS or whatever the other yeah, one was, I, I was an Arc OS person. The other one. But when you saw that, I was like, holy shit, like, this is really cool now. Yeah, totally. Um, um, but particularly because like the stock one didn't um, didn't support retro achievements. Like it didn't support yeah. being able to like download uh, game art. Yeah. Uh, you know, had very limited or no theme support or whatever else. And it's just like, right. you don't realize. Um, you know how important these like random little quality of life things are um 
what I find myself using a ton with the way the onion works is the um, ability to uh, hold the menu and right trigger or left trigger and you can fast forward or rewind. Yes. Um, Use that a lot. And also like speed up and slow down Mm -hmm. the game, you know, because like, so I play, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I always find myself playing the same dumb shit, you know, like a final fantasy games and stuff like that. And it's like playing through final fantasy six at like, 4x speed in the world map and yeah, stuff is right. like so much better and like fast right. battles and stuff like mm-hmm. you know you just you just don't need the game to go as slow as it does and it's like you can get yeah. a lot done yeah. in an old school final <laughs> fantasy game with like the ability to fast forward basically you know yeah no totally agree because um, so much of those games is just like the time sync of like okay, I'm walking to the next place. And it's like, I'm just pushing A as quickly as I can to, uh, you know, advance this battle or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't do anything for me, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, You did remind me of something I want to talk about, which was um, Steam Deck wise. uh, Have you messed with the Decky plugins thing at all? No, I've been installed. I've been meaning to, but it's just like, oh, dude, I know it's going to so, be a rabbit hole of tweaking crap that I just like. No, it, no, no, no. It's actually I, I thought the same thing and I had it like on a dock of like things to do. Like I had a video about it open for like a month, I think, before I was like, you know, I don't have time to mess with this. But I finally got around to doing it and it was kind of lucky I waited because they released some new versions of it. That's a lot easier to install, but it's it's insane how useful it is. And now I'm like valve needs to buy whoever made this and make this part of stock os because um there's things on it that i don't think i could live without now but one of the big things and it, and it's very once you get it installed it's just part of the system it's just part of the settings that you open with the little three dot button you go down to it it has its own store so you can browse um the tweaks like a normal store you just install them super easy like i thought there'd be a lot of like mucking around in the terminal or you know whatever there's like none of that it's very much like a a proper like app um but the the screen thing i can't remember the name of it now and i don't want to grab it but the screen thing lets you adjust like the vibrancy and stuff of your um of the colors of the screen and stuff that is like game changer. Like you, if, if you go back, you see the screen before you're like, how did I think this was like an acceptable screen? Um, and then there's another thing that lets you, um, download flat packs that you are using from like the desktop side on, on in steam OS and it'll automatically tell you when there's updates. So when things like the, the different emulators get updated or whatever, you don't have to go into desktop mode and check for updates. It does that for you in Steam OS and just tells you, hey, you have like eight emulators that need updating. Go ahead and do it. Um, super invaluable. And then there's a thing called, I'm forgetting the names of all these tweaks, but it's it's for game artwork. And so in Steam OS, when you're browsing your library and there's like the portrait pictures or whatever, yeah, sometimes you come yeah. across one that's like formatted wrong. So it's like tiny or you have one that doesn't have any artwork at all. You go in, you just hit options, you hit start, and it brings up the options menu like it normally would, where you could adjust properties and things like that. But now there's a new option that's like change artwork. It just pulls up all of the Steam Grid DB artwork that you can get and lets you choose stuff right from Steam OS and change the artwork on the fly like that. And that's and... really cool. Like the it's <clears throat> kind of amazing to me that it's taken how long has the Steam Deck been out? 
a year. I mean, I, I guess that's not that crazy then, but but I don't. Well, it was it, just it was just wild when it came out. It was like, oh man, there's all these like different like third party things you can do that really tweaks mm-hmm. the thing out. But mm-hmm. I kind of gave up on um, manually doing that because it was just, like just such a pain in the ass. Oh, totally. The, I I I was the same where I'm like, man, this artwork not working is really annoying me. But the method of fixing it is like, okay, let me save a folder where I save all my different artworks. Let me go into desktop mode and open a browser and go to Steam Grid and find the artwork I want. And, right click and save it and you know it was just like a huge pain in the ass and when you go through your library you really realize like there's a lot of screwed up artworks in this Mm -hmm. so being able to do this with like button clicks is like total game changer for me and then i don't feel like such a weirdo for wanting to fix all my (laughs) artwork you know what i mean um also you can just change any of them that you want just because the stock artwork works for that game but you don't like it you can there's so many options of people things yeah, people see, have I, made i just can, like, can't change up a lot of stuff to care about that like the i totally see the stuff that like is not like the, the external steam games that had no artwork like that was what mm-hmm. bothered me but like man there's no reality that exists where i'm gonna go through all the games in my steam library and be like well let me let me tweak the artwork no. of every single one i don't really go through my library but when i come across something it's like two seconds to change it so it's like why not but also, I have made a point to. Um, there's quite a few games where their artwork doesn't have the name of the game on it, and I was like, "What game is this?" And I have to like click on it to go to its page to see the actual title. And so I've made a point to kind of change those to a different artwork that has the title of the game on it. So when you're just like quickly browsing, you're not like I don't know. That's a small issue, but it's so easy to fix that I don't think it's a big deal. But anyway, Decky Loader. Uh, just look up a YouTube video on how to do it. I think somebody just made a pretty recent one. It's super easy to do. I was very surprised the whole process. And now it's like something I can't live without. So wanted to mention that because I finally did get around to doing it and I'm in love with it. So it also just makes me realize like, dude, so many things are possible with the Steam Deck if people want to do stuff for it. You know what I mean? It's such, it feels like such an open platform that somebody's able to make something that feels like a system level change which it essentially is and add all this stuff in like could you imagine a switch where it was like well on the eShop, you can download this like theme changer app that somebody made or whatever like you know nothing would ever that would never happen so anyway um real quickly actually the only mobile news i really want to talk about was um the Apple Arcade update this oh, week. Yeah. Did you? Of, uh, I mean, a lot of stuff that you know they're just continuing to add every plus game on Earth. It seems like. <laughs> so they so the the beginning of the month came, and normally they they do um like four or five upcoming games in the store in the Apple Arcade section of the App Store. Um to let you know like what's coming throughout the month. And it's generally each week, there's something new along with a bunch of updates for existing games. And um, that didn't happen. And so for a couple of days, people were like, what's going on? There's no Apple arcade update. Like, I don't know what's happening. And then yesterday, just out of the blue, they blast out their PR and they're like, Oh, we just released 20 games on Apple arcade. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, really? Um, so there's no like coming soon section. It doesn't look like they're going to, stagger these releases by week like they normally do it was just a firehose blast of 20 new games and i use air quotes around new 
because 16 of them are plus games that have of games that have been released before. What I will say about the plus games, I, f- I feel like, I don't know, a lot. there's a lot of cynicism around Apple Arcade, and especially when they release, like I would say the last couple months, there's been nothing super exciting on Apple Arcade, right? And it's been like, okay, one like so-so original game, but then everything else has been like a plus release. And people, I think people, especially that have been hardcore mobile gaming for a long time, and we're like, I already have this plus game, so I don't really care that it's coming out. Um, so it's hard to get excited about it. So I feel like there's a lot of cynicism around Apple Arcade for things like that. And so it was interesting to watch this release this week where it was like, boom, 20 new games. Four of them are original, but 16 of them are, are re-releases. The reactions have been very split. It's been like, some people are like, oh my God, Apple just crushed it, released 20 new games. Oh my God. And other people are like, oh okay, like a bunch of re-releases, like how am I supposed to care about this? And I kind of see both sides of it. Um, I mean, I think it's more just about the uh, continuing to just add value to Apple Arcade, right? Like they're they're rapidly approaching. And, you know, I I honestly think that Netflix is in a similar spot, you know, where it's like, uh, if you have a Netflix subscription, which I feel like most people do, uh, mm-hmm. and you have a Apple one subscription, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people also do just because it's mm-hmm. like a really good value. Mm-hmm. Then it's like your needs for games between both are pretty much totally satisfied. Like particularly yeah. with them, like rolling in all these different, like classic titles over and over, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, it was kind of nice, even though there is a lot of re-releases, like I've also seen a lot of people be like, there's a lot of games on here I never had or never got around to trying, and now I'm going to try them. And like, um, I think they've done a pretty good job of getting a couple of good deep cuts, but also just like a really good mix of games. There's like a chess game. There's a coloring book game. I mean, Apple Arcade continues to be like a really amazing thing for parents. Um but yeah, this Disney coloring book thing, which I think is like a subscription only if you buy it outside of this is like, that's like a major gift. If somebody was paying 10 bucks a month for this thing or whatever, you know, um, the original hill climb racing, which I thought was cool because I remember that game, but I remember being way more into hill climb too. And that's the one I have the most memories of. And I'm like, Oh cool. I'm actually going to play the original. I don't know. I probably played it back in the day, but that was, you know, 2010 or something so i'm kind of like soaked to check that out again too um limbo like that's a pretty big get that um if you haven't played that yet or don't own it on something else like i don't know ppkp which is punch punch kick punch is like a super obscure game that's really good that i'm like surprised somebody at apple even knows what it is um but that's like a really cool pick time locker is a really good pick it's like kind of like a top down version of super hot um just some a good mixture of stuff i think um oh and then the original temple run which we were just talking about temple run before how it was like you know migrating people from one to two um and i feel like most people now probably pretty much play two Mm -hmm. although i don't know that for sure but i remember when i was playing those games back in the day or over the years i guess um there was something i really there's like a purity to temple run one that I felt like was missing in two because there's a couple new mechanics or whatever, but you sort of just missed Temple Run one being just all 
about a pure runner, right? Um, so I'm like sort of stoked to check out the plus version of this and see what it's about. So anyway, I think there's actually a pretty cool mixture of plus games. And then the four originals all seem pretty cool too. There's a Sim Sim City kind of builder game, which uh the only other option is like Pocket City, I think, if you want like a not free to play one of those. Um, the new What the Golf game, which is called What the Car, uh, looks super sick. I didn't even know it was in the works, but yeah, that, that, was... that one took me by surprise. I was like, oh shit, yeah, okay, cool, awesome. yeah. Uh, do you get the is is that out on other platforms? Do you know? I guess I could answer this own question myself by doing a slightly, slightly... I don't think so, actually, but it, it might be. I think it's Apple Arcade only right now. Um, I also think what the golf, even though it came out on everything, has far away been the most popular on Apple Arcade, I would guess. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is just an Apple Arcade thing, which uh, which is cool. I don't know. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah. And then this Ninja Trolls game, I'm kind of psyched to check out, too, um, which is sort of like... Um, People are saying it's like Hades, but I don't think that's, I think that's giving it much too much credit, but it does yeah. look like a cool hack it's, and slash turtles. It's always funny to me about stuff like this is like when you get a game that like really represents like the best a genre has to offer, how everything just like yeah. it's compared to that, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, and it's, I guess it's, it's Hades, cool. but Ninja Turtles, like don't okay. set people up for disappointment. That yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's cool that Hades has uh, become so popular. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's considered like such a good game that it's now like the oh, this is this is the accepted comparison to like a right. roguelike hack and slash. Right. Yeah. Is the, you know, the benchmark yeah. to beat is like, oh, it's like Hades, but, you know, that is pretty cool, actually. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Apple Arcade, I. Um, any more like I, I don't know, I'm I'm high on Apple Arcade, I. I know why a lot of people are down on it and I get those reasons too, but I feel like overall, especially when you consider there's a lot of people that probably subscribe to Apple one because of all the other services. And yeah. so in, in essence, Apple Arcade is kind of a throw in freebie. Um, it's just unreal how good a quality games there are. On yeah. It and stuff. The only thing and, that, I mean, I, I, honestly, the only criticism I really even have of the whole thing is I just, um, I didn't like seeing games getting removed from Apple Arcade. Um, yeah, that's just a, because like that's it sets, a bummer thing. It sets a weird uh, precedent. Mm -hmm. um, to I don't know, just have I don't know. Well, to be it, fair, it, I feel like, that way about Game Pass too, though. Where yeah, I'm like, 100%. I'll get the email of like, "Hey, these are leaving Game Pass soon." And I'm like, oh, I I actually kind of wanted to play that, and I know I'm not going to be able to before it's gone, so. But at least you could buy it at a discount too. I feel like Apple Arcade could be a lot smoother if it was like, hey, this game is about to leave and it's going to be re-released as a paid game, just normal paid game. But if you want, you can buy it for like a 30% discount of what it's going to be re-released at. Or if they had some sort of program like that, no way in hell that's going to happen. But I'm just saying that would soften the blow a lot. But like Round Guard was removed and then it just recently re-released. And I think it was seven bucks and it's just a normal release now or whatever. I don't know. It's fine, I guess. It, it, but it, I agree with you. That's probably my biggest criticism with the whole thing. But it's kind of not exclusive to Apple Arcade. It's kind of a subscription service thing, even with movies and TV shows, too. So, um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I uh, I uh, I'm pretty excited about Apple Arcade stuff. I feel like it's such a good value. Like it's hard not to be excited for it. If it was twenty bucks a month or something, I'd probably be like, mm. but because it's if you buy it by itself, I feel like five bucks a month is mellow. Like I would spend ten times that on games a month, on mobile games a month. You know what I mean? Sometimes. So, um, yeah, it just seems like an extremely good value, and like I, the the breadth of great games on it is really impressive. So, but like you said, same with Netflix anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, um, I, I think that these subscription things are really cool. I mean, obviously, you know, I've built a subscription game service. Right. Like, I think, I think they're, I think they're cool. I think they're a good value and everything else. And I personally really enjoy them. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I, think it's a really good way to de like play a lot of really good stuff and de-risk uh trying things that you maybe would have otherwise bought and then were kind of mad at yourself that you spent money on it because you didn't really like it like that kind of stuff it just like i don't know it just really bothers me how uh it's i i just like don't want these things to feel temporary right like that's what kind of gets me you know, because because I think it's a valid argument that a lot of people make where it's like, oh, I'd like to buy my games, not rent my games, you know, and any time that these things happen where things fall out of these services, like it just, in my opinion, adds more ammo to the validity of that argument. When to me, like, I, I don't know, it's hard to imagine Apple keeping these different games around is really costing them anything significant, you know. I think you're muted or my headphones just died. I can't hear you anymore. Nope, nothing. I think that Jared is saying that we're going to wrap up the podcast. Okay, I'll just, uh, I don't know if it's recording Jared's side or not, or uh, what exactly happened. Maybe we're both talking at the exact same time. But uh, either way, thanks for listening to the Touch Arcade show. If you... uh, uh, want to support the website, you know, uh, toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon, do all your purchasing there. Uh, oh, do you hear me now? Yeah, you dumb piece of shit. My hat hit the mute button. Oh, my. How long God. ago did I get muted? Uh, pretty much exactly when I started being like, I can't hear you. <laughs> I thought you were saying your headphones were out. Die. No, no. I, I, and so I thought, you couldn't hear me anymore. I thought they I thought they did, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but then, no, like I. If I roll the volume thing on mine and the little screen goes up and down, they're still actually I can see the red <laughs> light on my thing. So my bad, everyone. My hat uh, hit the mute button. That's going to be to keep my eye out for that in the future. Uh, oh we're going to wrap things up anyway is where I was going. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Uh, next week, we are on location in Florida. I don't know what that means for recording. I think we'll probably try and do something we're going to be in the same room together but also i don't know what our schedule is going to be like with the work events going on or whatever so should be exciting take some random iphone videos of shit we got going on and just kind of post i'm down i'm down to do that yeah Yeah. we need like a i guess we could just go on the touch arcade twitch that we never use anymore and just uh live stream our our crazy adventures in Florida. IRL, um, he could be one more annoying person at Disney live streaming themselves. Yeah. To an audience of no one. Yes, exactly. Um, but anyway, I don't know what that'll mean for next week's show. I think we're going to try and do one, but I don't know what, what it'll look like. Um, and of course, if things don't work out, then we'll see uh, the one after that. So 
Um, thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we'll catch you on the next one of the Touch Arcade Show. See ya.